This is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences, and build clinics for good. Now, it's time to grow your clinic. Welcome back to another episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien and I've got another guest with me here today. In fact, clinic owner back shining light on clinic owners doing amazing things. And this one will be super interesting for you folks. Uh, Back in the saddle for her second appearance on podcast, we've got Jasmine Hulls of Physio Group Southwest. Jazz, welcome. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me, Jack. It's good to have you. And uh, for those listening the couple of things I wanted to remind you. One, head over to clinicmastery.com slash podcast for any of the notes, links from this episode, as well as the opportunity to get in touch with us if you need help or to do the Assess Your Clinic podcast. But also, if you're listening to this, you can now watch snippets of the podcast over on YouTube. And today, if you're watching, you'd see that we're coming to you from the fireside, in fact. And I'll just leave that one there. You'll have to check out the video to suss it out. But it's a fireside chat with Jazz Hulls today. So, Jazz, what we're going to get into today is your clinic owner journey over the last 12 months since we last spoke on the podcast. There's been a little thing called coronavirus happen and, uh, you know, you're in regional Western Australia and so there'll be some interesting insights to gain from that. But predominantly what I want to talk about today is the fact that your clinic is now a certified great place to work. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. What a title. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is very cool. So we're going to unpack all that. But before we do, uh, you don't you don't escape. I've got the standard questions for you. So number one, what are you reading right now? Okay, kind of just finished three books. So I like okay. to I like to uh, mix it up a bit. Um, so I definitely am audiobook person. So when I'm driving between the clinics, that's my thing. So just finished. High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard, mm. Your Oxygen Mask First by Kevin Lawrence, and Getting Things Done by David Allen. There's some good classics, and I've I've already read them a couple of times, but revisiting them because I guess there's a bit of a theme linking the three of them. Mm. So productivity is something that I'm really working on. I'm a bit of a perfectionist slash procrastinator. <laughs> <laughs> So I've just been feeling really quite overwhelmed with the workload in terms of the business, but also family load. So I'm really working on self-care, family, and also working smarter, not harder, and being mm. efficient. Well, those books are uh, perennials, so they'll be super useful, no doubt. Okay, number two, who inspires you? I could list hundreds of people here, many, many people, but I guess like most people, my family, my husband is really clever, really level-headed and logic in his thinking and he's a really great leveller for me who's probably more of an emotional thinker. So he's a really a great source of advice and support and pushes me to be my best. My kids absolutely inspire me to be better and better for them every single day, so working on that. But professionally I have heaps of people around me. Obviously the CM team and community is huge, also doing some coaching with Jem Fuller mm-hmm. and some other um, personal coaches as well who are really helping with me with mindset. But probably along the lines of the topic today is Tristan White. Mm. He has been a huge inspiration to me. I've been stalking him, I guess you could say, for many years. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> 
So he's been really inspirational to me because it's always blown me away how he has built such an amazing team and business in an aged care industry where it's like it's not the sexiest role for most physios. And it's just blown me away how he's managed to recruit, retain and build such a successful business in that industry that's typically quite hard to build. So, yeah, huge inspiration for today's topic from him. Yeah, no doubt. I love that. Number three, what did you want to be growing up? Uh, Always something to do with helping people. Nurse was on the list, doctor, that kind of thing. But when I was 15, I did work experience with a physio and that was it. That's absolutely what I wanted to do. Um, So, yeah, went for it from there. Love that. And finally, what's a motto that you're currently living by? At the moment, the motto I'm really trying to live by is to focus on all the blessings that we have in life, all the positives, focusing on what we can influence and control. And I guess it's all about mindset, the fact that our brains are extremely powerful and we can choose our thoughts and therefore how we feel. So I'm really focusing on choosing my mindset every day. So good. So that's actually a a really good segue. So over in the Western part of Australia, you guys haven't been immune from COVID. Obviously, everyone suffers through it differently and and navigates through it differently. But I'm interested, what's the journey of the last 12 months been like for you, for your clinic and then for you as a clinic owner? Obviously, in WA, we've, you know, been blessed compared to the rest of Australia. And that's, that's, yeah, I guess been something that's always on my mind is we've probably had partly the opposite problems to everyone else. It, initially, when COVID really hit, we were probably facing similar situations to everybody else and looking, you know, staring down the barrel of not knowing how long the lockdowns and all this was going on. That was probably the lowest point in probably my whole entire career. Having to go to my team and just say, look, I just, I don't know how long we've got. I don't know how long I can support you. And, you know, having to trim down hours and, you know, basically face-to-face telling them, I don't know how long I can support you and your family financially. Brutal. Then I guess there was the um, the ethical dilemma too and the health dilemma. So we were told to stay open to take the load off the yeah. The public system, which is okay, but then you know you're worried for the safety and health of your team. So that was really, really tough. But in the end, we came out of that really tough time. We moved through that initial period and we've obviously now been going through on and off for the last 18 months. So I guess the hardest thing though has been WA has growing significantly like mm-hmm. by 60,000 people or something crazy I guess because of our good position so many people have come back home or moved here or have come here to holiday and stayed here so we've we've been absolutely overwhelmed with workload which is a, a, a good problem to have I guess more work than we can handle yeah, not without challenges though right that you gotta <laughs> it's one of those things if it's not patients that you need it's therapists right Absolutely. And it's probably been more difficult in managing the burnout of our team that we do currently have, because ultimately we've had to try and focus on looking after the team and 
you know, people are not going to die from having physio. So we've really just had to put ourselves first, look after each other first and make sure we don't then fall in a heap. What are some of the things that you do to prioritise yourselves? Yeah, so I have struggled with that sometimes. Um, sometimes it's really hard to say no when you're a healthcare right. professional. I think we would all resonate with that to different degrees. Yeah, and I guess for a while, probably over the last 18 months, I've done a fair bit of stepping back in and treating myself. I've been trying to balance stepping in to help my team, you know, to help them feel like I'm there for them. I'm pitching in. I'm really helping out, helping our clients out, also trying to stabilise the business. But then on the flip side, that's been to the detriment of my family and also to the rest of the team. Um, you know, when, you've, when you're back in looking after clients, then you're not there sure. to look after your team. And we have probably found that's significantly affected our culture and our team. Yeah, there's, there's been challenges there, but we're, we're certainly, I'm trying to put in place more boundaries for myself personally, mm-hmm. and then also helping my team to put those boundaries in place for themselves as well, mm-hmm. not squeezing clients in, not staying back late, not doing extra hours mm-hmm. and trying to put our self-care first. It's uh, it, it's interesting. I think no challenge is you know, greater or less than anyone else's. It's just relative and different. And like you say, you guys have been busy and Perth's been, Western Australia's been productive and, you know, sport's happening and everything's normal-ish mostly. There hasn't been as much of a workforce available. So, you know, recruiting's a huge challenge. So amidst the chaos then, <laughs> this is a great segue, amidst the chaos of the last 12 months really with your team and some of those challenges that you've been able to overcome, you've been able to uh, nail a little certification on the side, specifically around leadership and workplace. So, you know, as we mentioned at the top, Physio Group Southwest is now a certified great place to work. Can you firstly just explain for us what the heck is a certified great place to work, please? Yeah, yeah. So Great Place to Work is an organisation who focuses on building great places to work, I guess, and they offer a certification process So that basically means that they provide the tools to do an anonymous survey of your team Mm -hmm. in all the different areas of culture. And then they also require the business owner to answer some questions and things like that. So based on those two things, but essentially it's highly weighted on the team rating us in areas of our culture and how how strong they feel we are in all the different areas. Mm-hmm. And so you have to reach a certain score to become certified. Mm-hmm. And then they also have the Great Place to Work Top 100 list. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go on to be named in the Top 100 list, obviously, if you're one of the top yes. 100. <laughs> which is where we i first came across our mutual friend tristan white who uh yeah who was was australia's greatest place to work for a number of years i believe okay so let me just pick this apart a little bit because i think that so many clinic owners would aspire to be a great place to work you know we are so passionate at clinic mastery about helping clinic owners like yourselves and i know i've had the privilege of doing the journey with you personally around leading inspired teams and amplifying our impact and building ultimately building clinics for good 
So why would you want to be a, a certified great place to work? A number of reasons. Personally, over the years, I've, I've really struggled to figure out my why. Mm-hmm. I've always really struggled to plan ahead and you know set goals and all that kind of stuff, and I really struggle with that. But over the years, I've had some really great mentors and coaches that have helped me to understand my why, and it actually really boils down to the fact that my why, my passion, and one of the reasons that I'm in business mm-hmm. is that I want to create an environment and a, a place of work that is supportive and nurturing and people who they, they love coming to work and they feel supported to be able to grow and learn both personally and professionally. And the Great Place to Work certification really resonated for me because I wanted to know how well I was doing with that and also show me areas where I can improve in mm-hmm. And I felt that was a great process to do. It also gave me, I guess, benchmarks to see how we compare to other places in Australia and New Zealand and see, yeah, I guess where we can improve. But another reason is in regional WA and, you know, probably like many other places, recruitment and retention has also been a massive challenge for us. Sure. Always has been. And essentially at the moment, even more so. Mm -hmm. And... I felt that it would help us not only to improve our culture to be really attractive to potential employees, but also retaining the amazing team that we do have. Right. So, yeah, it's always been something I've wanted to do. So this year I just decided to jump in and let's do this. I love it. It's such a great why. And I, I'm just thinking about the clinic owners who are listening in, who are going, yeah, that's that's me. You know, we, we get into healthcare because as Shane Davis would say, we overwhelmingly want to help people or our version of wanting to help people. And often as clinic owners, that progresses to wanting to help our team help more people. Yeah, that's that's unreal. So can you perhaps step us through the process of what it was like and then we'll get to the some of the benefits of now having the certification. But what was it was it like? Was it a tough process? Was it rigorous? Was it enjoyable? It was it was really easy, actually. Great place to work is amazing. They are super professional. They have a step by step process, and you get a personal, um, I guess, coach or, or person that helps step you through the process. But there's a platform where you just upload all your team members and their email addresses. And then there's a timeline of things that you need to do because there's obviously a date that it needs to be in by. Mm -hmm. And then you can set the date that the survey gets sent out to all the team Mm -hmm. and there's a date that they need to complete that by. And most of the team said it probably took them maybe 10 minutes at the most to complete it. You have to have a certain amount of people respond to the survey and because we had only a small team we have 24 Mm -hmm. uh, we needed everybody to answer that and everybody did and then there was a timeline that I just needed to submit my answers for and then it was all collated for me and on a dashboard and you can see all of your results in terms of percentages and it breaks it down in you know male female age groups and what are some of the categories or what are some of the questions that they're asking in these surveys? They talk about communication, 
equity, team and camaraderie? Do you feel, you know, valued? Do you feel that everyone's treated like equals? Yeah, it covers most aspects of culture. So it seems like the process is relatively straightforward. Do you feel like it was still easy to get that certification or you kind of had to do a lot to be able to reach the standards? Honestly, it wasn't a difficult process. It is more about, I can sit up and say that I think we have a great culture, but really it's do the team actually feel that way? It's really asking the team, do you feel that this is a really great place to work? And because it's anonymous, I believe that most people were really honest. Mm-hmm. And I guess if every single person in the team feel that it's an amazing place to work, then that's, I guess, telling the real truth. Pretty good indicator. Yeah. So what was the team's reaction when you broke the news to them? Well, actually, firstly, what was your reaction when you get the phone call or the email? And then what was the team's reaction? I was pretty stoked because I really... I guess it was a bit, having gone through it the first time, I really didn't know how we were going to go. And I thought, well, look, you know what, first time we'll just have a go. We'll find all the areas that we're, you know, perhaps lacking in and then we'll improve on that. When we got the certification, I was pretty stoked to, to, to know that we had actually received a badge. But interestingly, when I shared it with the team, a lot of their reactions was like, well, yeah, duh, we knew we had a great place to work. Like, <laughs> so it was more for me to to know that but super supportive everyone was really excited that we'd actually been given the actual official title that uh-huh. matches what we yeah, think what they already knew. yeah yeah it's like the title just reflects the current reality anyway yeah yeah, yeah. did you do anything special to celebrate personally or as a team we did a good uh, well it was more of a virtual celebration And then we've also then shared it through all of our socials and all of that kind of stuff as well. But to be honest with you, I'm still, I think there's a lot more that we can do. Things have been a little bit hectic. And to be fair, we probably really haven't celebrated properly or really used this to the best of our ability. So that's, I guess, my next goal is to what do we do with this Mm -hmm. and how do we capitalise on that? Which is great. It leads me to like, what are some of the ways that you're thinking about using this? Like, is there a bigger picture at play or a bigger narrative? What are you going to use it for? Definitely. So um, we are working really hard to recruit at the moment. So the plan is to really use this badge to promote PGSW and hopefully help recruit some really great team members. But Probably more importantly is the individual results that we got. So overall, we received a score of 94%, which is pretty great. Pretty great. But there was also some areas that were really, really interesting. The one that we scored the the lowest on (laughs) was the communication and equity side of things. So there's probably been this it's identified this perception from the team that they don't receive as much communication as they'd like. Really? Yeah. So, you know, I I think sometimes we communicate quite well, but, you know, they want more of it. That's fascinating, isn't it? Because I would say you're a great communicator. Like if if anything, you probably feel like you over-communicate at times, right? And yet your team feel like... Under communicates probably an exaggeration, but there's a there's a, a miscorrelation. 
Yeah, no. and one of the particular areas was in pay, which has always been a real challenge for me because I have always struggled with I want to be, I want to pay my team well. I want to pay them fair. I want to reward them for their hard work and then trying to balance that with the sustainability and profitability of the business has always been a really big challenge for me. And one of the areas was that some of the team felt that perhaps they would like to be paid a bit more. And when I first saw this, I was like, oh, this is my, you know, it's always been my challenge and, oh, my God, you know, they don't think they're being paid fairly. But when I had my results chat with The Great Place to Work, it was so, so humbling because that said that actually our score was perfectly normal. If across the board, most people would mm. like to be paid more, so it's actually Wouldn't not. we all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and she also said that there was a distinguish between people who'd been with us for less than two years actually thought they weren't being paid enough, whereas the people who'd been with us for a longer time felt well rewarded and supported. So it and. She said it's also not often about changing their pay, but it means there needs to be more communication and addressing their perception around pay as well. So I guess it's um, highlighted the fact that we need to have more chats around that, more open discussions about it, and it's probably something that I've, you know, left a bit down the track and and it just shows I really need to be open and honest and have more discussions about that. Mm. Interesting insights, right? What else about the recruitment? I think I really love it because, you know, when we're all trying to recruit um, in in some senses, a physio clinic is a physio clinic is a physio clinic, but now you've got a point of difference, yeah. right? Is that something that you're looking to really leverage? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's got to be a way to really leverage the badge that we have. And, yeah, you're right. At the moment, if you look on the job sites, there's just hundreds of jobs floating around every day on social media. So we really have to stand out from the crowd. So, yeah, I guess really utilising that badge and showing Do, do you have in mind what type of physio or what type of practitioner, really it doesn't matter the profession, but what type of practitioner that a great place to work would resonate with? Yes, definitely someone who's looking for that culture, that workplace that is supportive, nurturing, focuses on personal and professional development and someone who is not necessarily chasing the money side of it, they're really wanting that environment is, I guess, yeah, probably the person that would be hopefully attracted to us. Right. And I think, you know, most clinic owners would say or they would hope that they've got a great place to work and, you know, put that in the job ad. But now you've got this kind of external objective measure <laughs> that yes it's certified what would you say to a clinic owner who's who's never heard of great places to work or the certification maybe they're thinking about going down that path what would you say to those clinic owners yeah look so i'd be happy to talk to anyone who is interested in doing it because i guess that not knowing the process and thing was probably what delayed me doing it and thinking it's this really big deal to to do the process so I spoke to Tristan White and he chatted me through the process and he shared with me some of the benefits that it's had for them too. So, yeah, definitely maybe chat to someone who's done it before, but also I think just jump in and do it. It's something that you get a lot of benefit out of. 
Um, and I guess the process is nowhere near as intense as I thought either. If I can just press a little bit more, you, you said you were unfamiliar with the process and that probably put you off. If I may ask, was there any kind of self-doubts or I'm just a country clinic or I'm not good enough? Like, was there any of that imposter syndrome at play? Yes, a little bit in terms of, well, yeah, who am I to go into a competition to be in the top 100, you know, businesses in Australia and New Zealand? In another sense, no, not really, because it's not necessarily why I was doing it. I mean, it would be amazing to be listed even mm-hmm. in the top 100. Mm-hmm. But I really just wanted to see where are we, like, in comparison, what are our gaps and how yeah. can I use this to really improve? Which so, is such a humble place to come from. Like you say, it's not about competition, really. It's it's more about self-awareness, self-development and, and recognition of a team that has already created an amazing place to work and now someone else can just verify that, right? That's right. And, you know, on in August, um, early August, they did the announcement and we did it virtually this year. And it was really cool to actually watch and see all the other businesses. And it's really inspirational. You know, it gives you something to go, wow, like, I really want to be like that or do that or they're doing something really amazing and really sort of take that on board as well. You get to open your mind and broaden your mindset, which I guess is part of what Clinic Mastery does. That's, you know, really what started my process. And the zero to 100 broadens us even further. It's not just health businesses, it's all businesses. So I think we can learn something from all other industries as well. I love that. Hey, have you had any uh, parting words of wisdom for clinic owners who are thinking about being a great place to work? What would you say? I, I think go for it. Do it. It's definitely given me some really good insights. It's amazing to be able to have the badge and I can't wait to really utilise that to the best of our ability. Yeah, I think go for it. So good. Hey, you mentioned uh, if clinic owners wanted to get in touch with you, they could do that or maybe they want to check out PGSW. Can you uh, give us some of the handles or emails or URLs of how we can do that? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is www.physiogroupsw.com.au. If you're on in Clinic Mastery, you can Slack me, direct message, um, but also my email is j.hulls at physiogroupsw.com.au. So happy to chat. Awesome. And folks, we'll make sure we link all that up over at clinicmastery.com slash podcast, the usual place for all the uh, links, handles, and URLs. Jazz, that's phenomenal. I want to you know, publicly acknowledge your hard work and diligence and faithfulness to your team. You're an absolute credit to yourself and your family, and you really embody and live out our Clinic Mastery values. So thank you so much for being a great place to work and for joining us on the Grow Your Clinic podcast today. Thank you, Jack, and thanks to the CM team. You guys have um, really been the catalyst for me to grow and learn, so thank you, guys. Ah, oh, so much love. Hey, folks, thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, as always, head over to clinicmastery.com slash podcast, or you can leave your reviews, ratings, and feedback on your podcast player of choice. And I can't wait to bring you another episode of the podcast again really soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.